don't be that person. The relationship is not just going to grow on its own. It needs to be nurtured, needs to be loved, needs to be put first. These are the things that you got to work on. So do you ever envy those so-called hashtag couples goals? Well, you know, when you first fall in love with someone, you get butterflies every time you see them. You lust them. You're infatuated with them. You want to be with them all the time, like best friends. Do you want that to last forever? Together, let's discover what it takes to say a massive yes to all the above. Through our topical discussions, our world-renowned guests that will help guide the way to a happier, sexier, and fun-loving relationship. We're not doctors or therapists. We are just two normal individuals who have had many ups and downs in our 23-year relationship. And counting. We've amassed our own wisdom over the years, but we're still learning, just like you. Nina and I believe you can have it all and still live your best lives, as long as you're willingly and consistently discover each other in new ways. And that right there is what the show is all about. We're Nina. And Roger. And this this is The The Animal Animal Show. Show. Yeah, baby. Hello, everybody. My name is Roger, and I'm here with my beautiful wife of officially 18 years. Happy anniversary, baby. Hi, baby. Ms. Nina Kako. Yeah. And we are, we are the Head Over Heels Show. Round of applause, everybody. <laughs> 18 goddamn years of marriage and 24 years of relationship, which to me, to be honest, marriage and relationship doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's a committed Union yeah. between the two people. You said essentially we've been banging for eight, for twenty four years. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Twenty four years minus a month because it took me a, a month to land that thing. So, just stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Why wow, we said it before in the show? Anyways, we are here to talk about why relationships don't work, why they fail. It's hard to get to that twenty four years or that eighteen years, whatever it is. So we want to help you figure out why they fail and what you can do to kind of keep that shit from happening. We've been doing this for almost a year. And most of the questions that we get on a daily is why, why is my relationship failing me? Why am I so miserable in this relationship? It's a constant, constant question that is coming up. Even before we had this podcast, people would just always ask us how we do it. People see how our relationship is. People see it all over Instagram and and uh, Facebook, whatever, but until they actually see us in person and see that this is actually how we are, it's not just a facade for the social media, they always ask us these questions, like, how do you guys have such a great relationship? There's a girl at the gym before the pandemic started, I don't know if you remember, she had walked up to both of us when we were doing leg day, and she's like, you know, I've been following you guys for, for a few years now, and I see online how you present yourself. And I always thought, you know, it's kind of too good to be true. Until I start coming to this gym and I've been watching you two together and it's incredible what kind of relationship you do have. Can you please tell me your secret? And she was saying that. It's kind of odd that she came to us on leg day when I had a booty pump. <laughs> if, that, if that was the reason or not. She saw your ass. She was like, <laughs> oh my God, now I know the secret why Nina's with that guy. It was really empowering to hear that because it's like, you know, it's not just online on social media. It's a real life. Mm-hmm. What you see is what you get with us. Yep. And 
We always say we're not perfect, but goddamn, this relationship, it is so good. It is so simple to have it. I just wanted people to know that. It's simple. It's not hard as everyone makes it seem to be. It's a little bit of effort and a little bit of self-awareness. I think that might be a big thing, actually. Self-awareness. Knowing knowing when you're being a dick, essentially. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, if you know when you're being an ass and you just won't stop, then it'll help that whatever argument that you're in or disagreement that you're in, knowing that maybe it's not as bad as it was. Well, self-awareness also makes you realize who you are, who yeah. you were as a child, and who you become as an adult. Yeah. And if that's something that you accept and bring into your relationship, or you're going to say, ooh, wait a minute, that's not what I wanted to be. Mm. That's not who I was going to emulate. So yeah. I don't want that to be in my relationship. Absolutely. And that's part of being self-aware. And the thing about self-awareness is, is it normally comes later on in life. But now with all these things that help you understand yourself a little bit more, things like podcasts, things like books and mentors, people that show you that you don't have to wait until you're almost 50 to realize that you're self-aware. You can do this at a younger age just by being a little bit more self-aware, realizing realizing that some, some of the shit is your own shit, not everybody else's shit. This is such a good era because... There's so much technology and so much information out there. You can self-educate yourself on these issues. Mm. Why am I the way I am? How I act, how I think, how I feel with myself, with my partner, with my children, with my family. There is so much information that you can actually learn and teach yourself and adapt to who you want to be. I'm not saying change yourself, but I'm saying if there's something you don't like about yourself. Yeah. If there's something that you don't like about yourself, Mm. like you said that many times, I don't like the way I get angry at the stupid things and I throw things or road rage, whatever. (sighs) What did you do? You worked on that. You figured out how to fix it and you did because you didn't like that part of yourself. So it's just the same thing in the relationship. And what we say about mentors and stuff like that, like the road rage thing, that was all essentially one person. One person that kind of taught me like, who gives a fuck? And, And I'll say it's my buddy, Matt. Biggest guy I know, huge, six foot four. I love Matt. When somebody cuts him off or whatever, he doesn't even tap the horn, doesn't even, nothing, doesn't bat an eye. And I look at him like, what the fuck? This guy's just, and he's like, what am I going to do? I'm going to beep the horn. The guy's going to get mad, road rage. He's going to get out of the car. I'm going to get out of the car. He's going to get back into the car and drive away. And this guy is not scared of you guys. He used to be a fucking bouncer in Montreal. He's a huge six foot four, 300 pound guy. I love this human being because he taught my husband. Well, I just look, I just said not that to be I'll a road be driving, I'll be driving, and somebody will cut me off, and I want to get mad, and I'll think, "What would Matt do? What would Matt do? Absolutely <laughs> nothing." So I, I kind of cleared that up, which is kind of funny. One person, good for, you. good for you. I still get road rage up. He doesn't good have that you. much power. <laughs> but but in, in in all honesty, it's all seriousness. It's that it's self awareness of the issues that you don't like, things that you don't like about yourself, and trying to figure out how to change those things. As simple as that. Today, like we said, we're going to talk about why relationships fail. Nina particularly listened to something recently. And well, I've been doing a lot of research yeah. for past, you know, few years because of these issues. I and mean, then just for our own relationship as well. And I love this woman. Esther Perel is incredible. She's been a psychotherapist for over 30 years. And I like psychos. And she's a therapist. For yes. And she analyzed <laughs> She analyzed the erotic intimacy, the erotic relationships. She, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. She, she's been doing this research for 30 years. And what she has come up with, I totally 100% agree with. And I've always 
felt the same. I didn't know exactly how to articulate the way she did. So, Especially with her amazing accent and everything. <laughs> well, listen to me. Esther has an accent too. She's a Polish descent. She's an immigrant. That's what I'm talking about. Although, I thought you were talking about my accent. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I thought you were talking about my <clears throat> sexy accent. But she is incredible because you and I had always talked about a couple of things that were bad in a relationship, which was contempt and neglect. But she added a few more things. Mm. She added, there's a lot of reasons why relationships don't work. The four main reasons. Most common, yeah. Most commons cause an issue in relationships are, and not by any orders, just they are four of them. They're indifference, they're neglect, they're violence, and competent. Okay? Competence, yeah. Yeah. So, competence, sorry. So, these are the four things. She goes through them one by one. I mean, I'm probably not going to do justice for her. So the four reasons why relationships fail are indifference, two, neglect, three, violence, four, contempt. In no particular order, but these are the four, four that she uh, she stated. Right. And she went through all of them and what, what she really thought of each of them. It is so fascinating to hear it because it's the reality. The reason why I say it's reality, it's from our experience. Mm -hmm. We've been through this 24 years, so... The reason why I always say, if you have an issue, ask someone that's already been through it. Okay. And because we've been through this 24 years, mm -hmm. I know exactly when she says these four things, it hit the spot right away. I'm like, yep. Well, she's not right. only that, we've got about three or four people that are quite close to us that are going through some shit in their relationships. Right. And when we listened to this thing about that Esther Perel was talking about, we were like, that is them. Every single one of them, it's these, these couples. They're going through those exact things. They're they're indifferent. They're neglecting the relationship. There's violence, not necessarily like physical violence, but like micro violence. Yeah, we'll go through what that is. Yeah, they all suffer from all of those things, which is a big thing. Contempt so is, is the biggest thing in the relationship. Yeah. So this is why. Well, contempt is kind of like a, a a mixture of all of them put together. Right. It's when you put those things together, that's the cake. You I get. agree. We noticed that these were the ingredients of why these particular people that we're that are close to us are going through and why the relationship is not working. So we said, you know what? This has got to be the, the episode we talk about today. Even though it's our anniversary episode, we wanted to talk about this. The reason why I want to talk to you because it is I our I want you guys to have more anniversaries. Exactly. So we're here. It's 24 years of us being here because we've seen all of these four in our relationship and we've dealt with them and we fixed them. I mean, we're still struggling with a few things here and there, but they're not that big of a deal because you and I have come to an understanding that we can overcome all these little issues because we've done the work. So because we've done the work, we want to help you realize what these things are and do the work in your own relationship. So let's get to it. So you ready? You're listening? Please have a listen. Maybe you get a pen and paper and listen to what we're going to say. Grab your husband or wife, drag them in the room. Yeah, have them listen to this. <laughs> send it to anybody that you know that is having an issue in their relationships and send them this episode because... I truly believe this will help them as it has helped us tremendously in our relationship. Okay. So we are going to start with indifference. Mm -hmm. So indifference is when you start not to care mm -hmm. for the other person. It's about what they feel, how they think. And when, you know, when you're indifference, you start degrading mm -hmm. your partner, the other person that you're with, you know, they are less important to you. Whatever they say, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. It goes from one ear to the other. They don't matter. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, what we feel in a relationship is that we matter. And when we don't feel that, that's a crucial habit to sustain a good relationship 
is that you feel you matter in that yeah. relationship. But once all of these things get to, you put them in your head, you're like, well, it doesn't matter. We feel like it's not worth anything to work on. Yeah. Well, you know what? When we say we've been together 24 years and married 18, you'll notice there's a six-year gap there. And the reason for that six-year gap for me was I marriage wasn't something I wanted to pursue. And the reason why I didn't want to pursue it is because constantly you hear people, uh, I used to work with people that act like this and everything, is they are looking to do anything except hang out with their wives or their husbands. It's like, oh, I got to go hang out with the wife tonight for this. Oh, I gotta, you know, like as if they're just, they just don't want to be with them. They'd prefer to do anything else but hang out with them. And then wife. when you do, when you have that energy and you bring that home, the wife feels it or the husband feels yeah. it. They know. Oh, absolutely. You feel it. You feel it. I, I remember working with this one guy and his wife used to call him all the time just to check up on things and say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And he, everything he could to get her off the phone. And it wasn't a secret. Like the way he did it, he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. You're done. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. You're done. You're done. You're done. He just could not wait to get her off the phone. I'm like, God damn, why do you have to be so rude? Like, Jesus, I feel so bad for her. This was in my head to me. I related marriage with your life is over. You're not going to, you're not going to want to be with this girl anymore. You're she's uh, your nemesis or whatever the hell it is. You know what I mean? Like it was the worst thing in the world. So I just didn't want to have that with you. I just, uh, I, I wanted to continue just being boyfriend and girlfriend. Why not? Like if this is, makes sense. if this is what makes you happy and marriage makes you unhappy, then I don't, I don't want any part of it. It makes sense. Well, you know what? We're human, you know, human are in need of that connection where we need that meaning. We want to mean something. I want to be important to you. I want you to think of me, to put me in the pedestal and vice versa. And when, and, and you know what? Just be proud of who I am. I don't want you to pretend that I'm, you know, I'm, no, I want you to pr be proud of all my flaws, all my goods and bads, you know? Yeah, yeah. And once we are indifferent, we feel a disconnect. Yeah. And that's what I mean, indifference. Yeah. There's no connection between us. There's no meaning. In essence, the indifference is when you act like you don't care anymore. That's you right. You look for reasons to be away from each other as opposed to enjoying your time together and growing. So that's what indifference is. And then the next one. The next one is, is neglect. I'm kind of, I'm going to go with neglect. Neglect is when you take each other for granted, you know, when they, you make more uh, care about your business, about your appearance, about your peers, about than your partner, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, for example, you like put them last, you put them last. Like that sucks. I see you and I go on a date all the time. Mm -hmm. Like on a, lunch date, dinner date. And I feel differently when I go on a lunch date with you than I go on a dinner date with you. Why is that? Because on a lunch date, we have so much energy. We're into each other. We're intertwined. We're connected. On a dinner date, we have a good time as well. But it's the end of the day. We're tired. We talk about things that we, it's not about us. It's not, you know, a lot of couples neglect that part of their relationship. They're all about work, work, life, career, children. Well, fuck Take a morning and don't go to work. Stay in bed. Do nothing. Just be with that human that you're in love with. Connect. Be with it. Connect with them. So I guess what you're saying with, with the lunch date, I understand what you mean. Like we've been on lunch dates where we go and we just kind of, there's a lot less distractions. Mm -hmm. We're just sitting there talking about whether it's business or our life or what we're going to do next. And then the dinner dates are more, there's a lot more distractions. There's, you know, you're sitting there, the music's a little louder. 
there might be a little bit more people and having conversations outside of just you and I with other people. So it's more that kind of quality one-on-one time that you have on like, let's say a lunch date or breakfast date, as opposed to dinner where it's loud, rah, rah kind of thing. Yeah. See what happens is a lot of times, you know, at the beginning of our relationship, we're so into each other. We look the best for each other. We try to spend every minute with each other. We put each other on a pedestal. And then a few years into the relationship, marriage, kids, work, everything happens. And then you, you neglect that relationship and you forget that your relationship is a priority. Yeah. It really has to be a priority in order for it to work. Just like your car. If you don't put a gas in it, if you don't take care of it, it's going to break down. Mm. Well, guess what? Your relationship is the same thing. Yeah. I guess you neglect. continue yeah. putting it, making it a priority before everything else. Yeah. Like it's the little things that you and I do mm. that make our relationship, you know? I guess neglect is kind of like, you know, you used to sit there and think, okay, what? I got to do something to make her happy. I got to do something that Nina's going to like. And then when you get to that neglect, it's like, I can either do this. I'm sure Nina would love that. Or I can do this. And you'd be like, fuck that. She's just going to want to stay at home anyways and not be happy. So I'm just going to do the other thing that's going to make me happy as opposed to make her happy. Right. So you just kind of, you don't put her first anymore. Or you don't put him first anymore. You just... Oh, you go to work. The last look, thing on your mind now. Yeah, you go, you go to work and you start, you look really good for work and you're energetic and you're happy. And, and then you come home and you put on your like, <laughs> your pajamas that you love to, to say. The, uh, your flannels. Your flannels. And well, whatever. I'm at home. I'm married. I'm with my husband or my, my partner or whatever. I don't have to impress him anymore. Right. No, you do. You got to continue that relationship. You know what? You got to spice it up. You got to liven it. It's not going to just sit there and live on its own like a cactus or something. You know what I mean? It's got to... You got to work on it. You got to water it. You yeah. got to make it alive. Or Esther says in her, the podcast that we listened to, she said something about, so women will get kind of bored of, let's say, sex with the same person faster than a man will. Because a man will think of things they want to do, blah, 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 and maybe try them with his wife. But the woman will just kind of be like, it's always the same thing over and over again. Or they're looking for the lust, that kind of like sexual attraction. If you're coming home from work all stinky and nasty and don't care, slap a beer in your mouth and sit on the couch and, hey, babe, <laughs> you want to do it? You know, they're not interested in that. You know what I mean? So women want to feel, you know, secure, yeah. loved, you know, pay attention to, not neglected. A lot of times after the marriage, we get neglected. Yeah. And we, a lot of times as well, we don't speak, we don't communicate and articulate our feelings, mm. our Intimacy, whether it's sexual or not, yeah, yeah. to our partner. So don't be that person. The relationship is not just going to grow on its own. It needs to be nurtured, needs to be loved, needs to be put first. These and, are the things that you got to work on. The next one is violence. And like we said before, violence doesn't have to be like a big physical violence. Obviously, uh, if physical violence and the, the real violence is there, then there's there's no relationship really to be had. You should be either fixing that issue or moving on with your life. But yeah, yeah, go on. When she means violence, it's the abuse, the level of disrespect, the yeah. way you talk down to each other, the way you roll your eyes when partner's talking or or you talk behind their back or you belittle them. Like that is just, that's violence. That's yeah. micro-violence. They don't talk like, they're, like that to their boss or to their friends. Mm -hmm. They talk like that to each other because they feel like, your family, your familiar, you will take that. Well, no, that's such a low disrespect. Yeah, and I've always said that in our, in our relationship. One thing I am very proud of, 
and I will say that till the end of my days, is I have the utmost respect for you mm-hmm. as my husband, as yeah. my partner. And we still struggle with this. We still have episodes where we'll get into an argument and we'll say shit to make each other mad because that's our goal. We want to make you just as mad as I am. Yeah, because I feel like you can do that to your partner because you can take it. We just forgive a lot faster. We had mentioned we had a few couples that are having issues with their with their relationship. And one of the couples, we actually heard them arguing. Uh, you know, it was, they weren't arguing in front of us. They were away from us, but we heard it. And the stuff that was coming out of their mouth was hurtful. Yeah. Everything that came out of his mouth was to hurt her. Everything that came out of her mouth was to hurt him. So this is the type of violence I'm talking about. You're just arguing. But it's it's almost like you're in a fist fight with your words. Yeah. And sometimes words kill more than the actual yeah. physical abuse. Yeah. You know? Sometimes I'd rather get punched in the face and be told that some of the things that these people were saying to each other. I'd rather get the punch in the face, please. It would hurt for a, a lesser amount of time. And growing up, I actually felt that with my own family. So I know exactly what it means. These are the things that I said to myself, I will never have in my relationship because I've seen it growing up as a yeah. child. And I don't want to repeat that in my own life. Yeah. So, and us as adults, we grow up a lot of times, I would say, I don't know what the stats are, but more than none, more than less, we bring in everything we've learned yeah. from our childhood into our adulthood Absolutely. relationship. When I was younger, growing up, my father was very violent, but not physical. You know, he'd give us a, a little kick in the ass if we did something wrong, whatever, but nothing like more beating more. us. Him was words, and not just words. He was violent in his actions. So if he'd get mad, he it wouldn't take two minutes before there's a, a hole punched in the wall or in the door or uh, something thrown across the room, that kind of stuff. You know, like my parents had a, which from me looking in, had a great relationship. I don't know if they were in the relationship because they felt that that's what they had to do because they had kids and all that stuff. But they got along more than they didn't get along. Yeah. When they didn't get along, (laughs) but when they didn't get along, it was violent. It was argued. It was cruel in some senses. Like, I don't know how many times I I wake up in the morning, my mom had to put the whole house back together with the Christmas decorations and everything because my dad destroyed it. That's crazy. So so we as kids wouldn't see it. Those kind of things, they're violent. He never hurt my mom ever, other than an emotional pain. But he never hurt her, never did anything to, to hurt her. So there was not like, that kind of abuse, but it was violent. Yeah, mine was mine was both. Growing up, my father abused my mother physically and mentally, emotionally yeah. and mentally. He would say some words to her that were un, unbearable. Mm. I couldn't even think of the, the words that he would say to her because they're so bad. And yeah, he beat the hell out of my mom and my sisters. And that was just growing up my whole life. I said to myself, I will never marry a man that is that controlling and that's physical. The way my father was, I said, I will always make sure it's the opposite of what I grew up in as a child. Mind you, it changed grow after, you know, as, as a teen, as a Yeah, because I'd never seen it in no, family. No, it never changed. Never it, it changed after Maybe the we, verbal, I didn't understand it because it was a different language. After we, we escaped Iraq, we became refugee and we suffered. And my father saw that his life would end if my sister and I had not helped him. He became a different person. Yeah. He tried a couple of times after we came to Canada with my mom. But we all stood up. We were adults at that point. We said, no, enough is enough. You did that when we were little. You can't do that no longer. Even talking about that now, like I got, uh, I got chills and I got lump in my throat because it never goes away. That shit never goes away. Mm-hmm. We just bury it as adults. Yeah. But every now and then those wounds come out. So don't do that. It is Control yourself. A good thing. And this is where we're saying self-awareness, before. self-awareness. You know when you're being a fucking ass. Control it. L- listen to yourself and say, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't say that. 
you know, I'm going to regret this tomorrow. Because a lot of times that's what happens. Because when I get in that stage of, you know, uh, violent actions in terms of what I'm saying to Nina or what I'm doing when we're arguing, I think about it, I say it and I walk away and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to regret that later. You know, I shouldn't have said that. I probably shouldn't have done this. I probably shouldn't have, you know, broken that whatever that I was working on it just because I'm pissed off. You know? I do too in our relationship. I think of like, we do something and I'm like, oh my God, okay. I got to think back of my childhood, how it was, my teen life, teenager life, how it was, and my adult with my parents, how it was. I'm like, the things that I've seen, I never wanted to repeat in our marriage, our life, especially not in front of our children. Because yeah. They're so fragile. I they, love them. They're so like innocent and everything. And you throw that shit at them. I look at my kids and I'm like, oh my God, exactly that. I'm like, if I hurt them the way my, but, but my parents were illiterate. You have to understand mm-hmm. this. My parents were illiterate. They were not educated. They came from World War II. Like they had no life. All they knew is each other. And they lived in depression and misery and war and having- Fear. Fear as fuck. Having nine children with no food, nothing to put on a plate. So the suffering, and I look back, what was their reasoning? My father suffered internally. He worked 24-7, literally, to, to raise the nine children. Yeah. I don't want to give him an excuse for what he did, but they had a hard life. And I look at But again, it's, like, how, it, it's just like you said, it kind of comes from your background, where you come from, where, how your parents were. So that's what we're discussing, what our parents were like. But just imagine what their parents were like. You put in old traditions and old ways of living. That's what they are, the old way of living. But their parents were the older way of living. And yeah. even, even worse. Century, yeah, even worse. So they're, they're, that's why they're the way they are. And I think this is why people tend to get better and better and better as time oh, goes on. Their evolution is incredible. Yeah. Uh, the research says for the past 60 years, everything has changed. Women have obviously rights. Women, women movements have brought in so much to light mm. for us to realize, look, we don't need to shut up. We don't, but we don't also don't need to put men down. Men and women are equal in every sense of the way. Yeah. It just has to be so, that way. So Nina posted a picture on Instagram the other day. Oh, and let's it, talk about that. And it was just a picture of her in a bikini at the beach. It was something about enjoying life or I don't remember what the post was. The post was like, don't wait until you're terminated ill to live your life with intention. And it was just a photo of me that Roger, my husband, took uh, at the beach in a bikini. And somebody had commented saying, oh, dear, you're... Please, uh, no, it says, please take down this photo. Yeah. This person, I don't know who the hell this person is. It's someone from a different culture, different country, whatever, is asking me, pleading with me to take down that photo. I said, why is that? He says, because I'm your number one fan. I'm a diehard fan. I love you. I watch all your stories. I watch everything, but I do not like this photo of you. I said, but could you please give me the reason? That's not good enough reason for me to take it down. He says, you're showing too much of your body. Yes. I said, why is that? He's like, because of where I come from, women don't. I said, where do you come from? I don't want to mention the country. Mm. But he says, I'm from this country. I said, let me enlighten you, please. I'm a free thinker. Mm. Where I come from, I was not told what to do and not to do with my body. It's my body, it's my life, the way I live it. Mm. In that country, in many other countries in the world, women are being lit on fire, they've been killed, mm. they've been shot for speaking their mind. So one thing you said is like women in your, where you come from, they cover themselves. This is what this guy was saying. And you said they cover themselves because the men make them do so. I'm sure that these women don't want to be that covered. They want to sh- 
express themselves with their clothing and express themselves with their personalities. Old traditions and ways of living yeah. make you dress like that. So our point is with all this, we didn't want to get too, too deep into this post, but that was an old way of living. That yeah. was, he was taking what his parents taught him or his grandparents taught him and say, this is how things have to be. But you know what? You're not living in that country anymore. You're living in this country. And now you have a little bit more freedoms. And if you want to exercise those freedoms, then exercise them. But not That's era, not even the country. It's the 2021. The era is different now. We live in a society that we express ourselves the way we want to express, not because men told us how to do it. We certainly don't ask you men how to dress up. So why is it that men have to ask us how to dress so up? Just me a little. What, you ask me what to wear all the time. <laughs> no, I buy the shit for you to wear. <laughs> and you do the same for me, right? Vice yeah, versa. Yeah. You buy me all these beautiful, sexy yeah. dresses. I'm the same yeah. way. But you ask me what to wear sometimes. That's what I was saying. But it's okay. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's because yeah, I so anyways, love your opinion. So anyways, like we said, the violence part is not necessarily beating up and doing all this stuff. Like if that's the case, then get the hell out or get yourself fixed. But just kind of treat each other with a little bit more respect. Don't do everything you can to hurt that person emotionally, physically, or mentally. And the third one, or the fourth one, I should say. Final one. Is kind of like a mixing pot of all the above. Once you have all those above perfectly matched or perfectly... It's pretty much the top one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, once you have all, all the other three kind of in your relationship, you're already practicing them, contempt is where you end up. That's right. And it's, which is the worst word you want to hear, contempt. Contempt means... It's a killer of the relationships, yeah. period. One of the TikToks we did, at the end of it, it says, it is what it is. And that's what you're saying. It is what it is. This is my life. I can't do anything about it. I'm contempt. We're, we're just... This is how we're coasting the rest it's 100% of our It's 100% disrespect. It's the complete disrespect. It's like that you are nothing, nothing. You mean nothing to me. Mm. I mean, what the hell? If that is in your relationship, then it's it really is over. So yeah. the way you give someone, when you, you know, think they are beneath you, you know, when they're, they, they're worth nothing. This kind of stuff will come out of your mouth. You'll be like, somebody like, how's the wife? You're like, the wife, kill me now. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I just, you know, I don't, I don't need to see her. I'm just, you know, or, or why aren't you home? Why are you working late? You're done. You should, you should be gone home. What, am I going to go home to that? No, no. That's where you are. You're in that part where it's like, I'm just here for the kids. I'm just here for the dog. I'm just here because I don't want to deal with a divorce. I don't want to deal with the money. I'm just going to enjoy my life outside of work. And when I come home, that's the stressful time. So imagine... Not being stressed when you're going to work, being stressed when you go home to relax. Because you feel like you're treated like garbage. You are looked down as you're nothing. You're worth nothing. You you have no. Uh, you're not a human. You're like it's just. Well, I you see. have no. You have no confidence in the relationship. So I'm sure your spouse, whether it's your wife or your husband, they'll have no confidence in the relationship. And I gotta say, the the biggest turn on somebody can have is confidence. Yeah. Confidence in themselves somebody with confidence in themselves. And when you see this, it's like, mm, you know what I mean? But so if you tear somebody down so much, that confidence is gone. And it's not only gone in the relationship, it's gone in everything. They don't feel that they're beautiful anymore or handsome. They don't feel like anybody would like them. They, they don't feel like they're a good mother. They don't feel like they're a good wife. They're, they, don't, they, they probably don't even feel like they're a good employee. It's something that you're tearing your life apart 
It's and probably the worst, 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 worst. It is. Like I said, to, it's the killer of all relationships. Uh, all I can say is, with all of these things, look at within yourself and see what you're doing wrong. I read something the other day. It was just like a little meme or something like that. It hit home with me. It, it said, "Be the person you needed when you were growing up." It's amazing. Yeah, be the so person good. that you needed when you were growing up. So if you sit there and you look at the way your parents were, and you're like, you know. I wish I had somebody in my life that was like this. I wish I had parents that were like this. I wish I had a wife or person, whatever, that was like this. So instead of be the, that person. Yeah, instead Don't of look, seeing my parents fight and neglect each other and hurt each other like this, I wish they were more loving, making out and kissing and dancing. You know, these are the things that our kids look at when they see us as parents. How do we become the way they, that we are in these relationships? How do we have all of these bad qualities in our relationship? Like as we said at the beginning, we bring that into our relationship because it's who we are, who we, we, we were as children, what we learned from our caregiver, from our parents. Everything we do in life is the essence of who you were as children because mm -hmm. that's all we, we were taught yeah. when, from birth. So do you want to continue to be that person? No. Stop blaming your partner for everything mm -hmm. and start looking within you and trying how to fix that. And how you fix this, all these issues, it's in our... Episode number four, sex and intimacy. I swear, I promise you. There's a lot of good tips in there, yes. If you listen to that and you start looking into a relationship that way, none of these will be in your, none of this contempt, resentment, uh, indifference, yeah. neglect, all of these going to go. Because when you're intimate with one person, like I said before, we're human. We, we long that intimacy. We long that needing mm -hmm. that someone to make us feel important, powerful, sexy, seen, heard, sexy. All, it's all there. Mm. None of this will happen if you have that in your relationship. So for you, that you ask us all the time about how to fix your relationship, you, our listeners, do us a favor. Listen to episode number four, which is sex and intimacy. We have Listen a lot all of our episodes. We, you know what? We have tips in, in all of them as to what to do to help this stuff be a little bit easier for you. And it's not about changing the other person. No. Stop trying to change the other person. Change yourself to adapt to the way you want your life to be. Yeah. If you're sitting there, you have issues with something, think about what those issues are. Are they really issues or is it just me? You know what I mean? To all you beautiful women, ladies that you know constantly ask me how to do it, listen to these beautiful episodes and... Work them into your own way of doing your life with your with your partner. You you hear it at the end of our our show all the time. Nina says, "We wish you what we have," and that's not a conceited thing. That's not a bragging thing no. or anything like that. We're not thinking we're better than everybody else, but we know that we built something great. We know that how we feel after an argument, how we feel after a great night, a sexy night, or whatever it is, how we make each other feel, and we think. This is amazing. We, I don't know how other people are not enjoying their lives the way we are in this in their marriage. Yeah, we say that all the time. Yeah. So say, how is not so and so having the same life that we have? It's incredible. So we enjoy it. And people people see it. So we wish it upon other people. I don't know if it's a perfect life. I have no idea. There's probably other people that are having way more perfect life than we are. But I do know that what we have is great. So at the very least, I wish you what we have. That's it. Enjoy, and I hope hope. You guys get to tell us that you're on your 18th anniversary, your 25th anniversary, your 50th anniversary, and you're having a fucking great marriage. That's right.
If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star rating on whichever platform you're tuning in from. It means the world to us to have your support on our show in this little mini way. <laughs> you can also stalk us on Instagram at Head Over Heels Show for more juicy stuff. If you have any questions, send them via email at us at hohshow.com or DM us on socials. Thank you for having us between your ears. And as always, we, we wish, wish you what we, what we have. We have.